You're listening to the best morning routine ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today I have the honor and privilege of introducing a very special man to the show, Sean Castrina. You see, he has the 10-Minute Entrepreneur podcast, and we're going to get ready to talk more about that, as you can see right behind him. But he's also the founder of The Weekend MBA, a serial entrepreneur at heart, having started more than 20 companies over the last 20 years. So that's like one a year, huh, Sean? <laughs> yeah, that's typically the pace. We, we like to get something going every year. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, no further ado, Sean, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and you are the author of four best-selling business books as well. So you are all things entrepreneurs. You not only write about it, talk about it, but you've lived it, okay? So let's talk about what that journey has been for you, especially in the last 20 years. Yes. Well, next to faith, I think entrepreneurship is probably the greatest gift to mankind. It's done more than any single thing. If you look at all the buildings at universities that have a name on it, it's typically an entrepreneur that made an extraordinary donation. So Mm -hmm. it's If you look at just the great philanthropic efforts, you look at how many people get employed. I mean, I could go on and on. Government doesn't produce that. It's the great innovations throughout time have been by entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, somebody was riding a horse and they said, hey, maybe a railroad might be a little bit better. And then, you know, came a car and then came a faster car. And somebody said, the Wright brothers, maybe we ought to try to fly. Mm. And then came a rocket. And it just it just keeps going. And then you have Elon Musk and, and Jeff Bezos. And like, maybe we should have personal rockets and, you know, not have to. It just keeps evolving. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by what entrepreneurship can bring. Yeah. And I share that fascination with you because you're right. It is the cornerstone of our country, right? We are providing as entrepreneurs, not only work, but giving people the opportunity to freely get creative and come up with some ideas of their own. It does. It it fascinates me what you, you know, every country obviously offers more opportunities and some less opportunities. And I'm clearly aware, aware of that. But generally, if you have a great idea, a high level of persistence, Something good ends up happening. Yeah. And so I assume, so let's talk about the MBA week, the weekend MBA, where you coach, you talk to entrepreneurs and kind of help them through the process of how to become an entrepreneur and how to fast track that path. Yeah, I, th- I think the key to being an entrepreneur, like I never planned on being one. I, I was a college athlete, so I just figured I'd seek and destroy in the realm of my career. I just worked my way up to the top. You know, I'd be like, okay, this is the next person. <laughs> this would be the next job and kind of work. You know, that's the, an athlete's mentality is to kind of, you know, try to work their way to the top. And, and I kind of lost my dream job. There was a changeover. And and then I, I was like, well, I don't ever want to be let go again, have somebody dictate my future. And I could come up with an idea to generate an income. And I realized it wasn't that extraordinarily difficult. And, and this will help your audience. Most people are trying to like find a profitable idea. They're like, I'd like to be an entrepreneur. And it's it's not for everybody. My wife's a nurse. So you can, my daughter's a school teacher. It's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you solve a problem, something that you've personally experienced. You see a need. There's a need out there. 
you solve a want, somebody wants something. It's, yeah. it's not rocket science or you entertain people, but it typically in one of those four is, is a business. If you can entertain people, if you can satisfy a need, satisfy a want, that's like a sandals vacation. That's like a Rolex watch as opposed mm-hmm. to a regular watch. That's at high level. It's, you know, it's a gratification type of thing. And then you solve a problem. Most of my business has been around problems that I personally experienced. And I'm like, after I solved it, I'm like, there's a lot of other people that have it. Let me start a business. They weren't, none of them have been sexy companies, but they're, mm-hmm. they're very durable. They're sustainable. They typically don't compete with Amazon AI or software, which I like human beings, like businesses involve human beings. And that's been my formula for the last you know 20 some years. Yeah. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? As you say, it is not for everyone. Some people have different paths that they do take. Yeah, I think, you know, once you have that idea, you kind of idea has to be vetted. That's why I wrote the the book, The World's Greatest Business Plan. Just because you have an idea does not mean it's a good idea. I have ideas all the time. I'm embarrassed to tell you how many ideas I have. And this is what I do. When I have an idea, I buy the domain to it. Because if you can't get a name to the company, then, you know, so if I have the idea, I'll start fishing around for maybe names and then I'll buy the domain. Cause it's like $8. I'm like, if I can't invest $8 on my idea, I'm really not that serious. And I'll buy it for like one year. And it's like my little baby step. And I've bought probably a hundred domains, you know, were gone in a year because the idea didn't stick around as long as I thought, or I vetted it and it wasn't as good as I thought, but I'm always looking for an idea that I can take relentless action on. Mm-hmm. partner with other people to help me find that the one person who I most need to be in this business to help me get it to succeed and then launch it like my life depends on it, which means I need to make money immediately. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the formula I like to use. Set the idea and then find a, a partner. Absolutely. I, I find that partnering your, your greatest entrepreneurs, eight, you know, like more than 80% partnered. I mean, Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of our lifetime, his partner's Charlie Munger. So why, why does the smartest guy in the world need another super smart guy? Because two people are crazy smart. Then you got Bill, Ga- you know, Bill Gates, Paul Allen, Elon Musk partnered in PayPal and partnered in Tesla. Mm-hmm. So the, you're starting to see a pattern here. Some of your smartest people, Jack Dorsey and other, they partnered. Yeah. So it's a great way to kind of move ahead. The founders of Google, you know, keep going and going. Yeah. Napoleon Hill says where two minds are gathered, a third one is created. Absolutely. And that's an incredible book. Think and Grow Rich, just the paramount book on success and achievement. In entrepreneurship, I think every entrepreneur should pick that book up in the first month of their um, of betting their idea. It's amazing. Say. Amazing yeah. book. I've probably read it through. I, I don't even know how many times. Yeah. Classic. And it still is making an impact till this day. So Let's talk about some of the lessons learned in the last 20 years. I mean, having started 20 companies, you have been through (laughs) some stuff. You've learned some success, but you've also learned some stuff along the way. So let's talk about those. Yeah, I think the big mistakes that entrepreneurs tend to make, number one is you have an idea, like I talked about, but you don't vet it. You don't vet it in that, like do a sales page to kind of see if there's resonate, you know, run some ads to just kind of see if there's an audience out there. You don't have to start the business, just start doing some preliminary work to see if there's a truly wanting audience. I've had ideas where the idea I thought was great, but there wasn't a big enough audience for it. 
So business is very simple. There's only three things we do in business. This is just, this will help your whole audience. All we do is we attract customers. So you have to have, if you're going to be in business, you got to be able to attract customers. That's why there's no Sears and JCPenney and all of them. They stopped mm-hmm. attracting customers. Then you have to sell. You got to be able to convert the people that walk through the door, the people that reach out to you. Number three is you got to be able to fulfill. You got to be able to deliver whatever it is you sold, whether that's a service or a product. That's it. That's business in a nutshell. So, you know, entrepreneurship is not rocket scientists, rocket science, but you got to, that idea has got to be able to attract customers. So you fail right away when you don't have an idea that doesn't have a wanting audience. So I find in, in entrepreneurship, the first thing is I really need to know as cheap as I can, I need to test to see if I have an idea that people want. And then I need to see how much it's going to cost for me to capture a customer. Like I've done mm-hmm. things where the ad buy would have been so expensive that my money would have evaporated. So you need to, you know, look at all your costs. How much is it going to take for you to acquire customers and be able to fulfill, be able to deliver what it is you you sell? And that's why, I mean, anybody who's going to do a business, I don't care if it's a 10 question business plan, who's your competition? Mm-hmm. What is their pricing? What's going to make you different? Why are people going to buy from your company as opposed to them? Who do you need to start this business people-wise? What do you need? I mean, what are do you need a license, you know, machinery, whatever it is? It ain't it's not rocket science, but the people that just think they're going to go out there and just throw a business against the wall, 90% of businesses fail by the 10th year. 50% fail within the second and the fifth year. It, this is hard stuff. It's amazing how people just feel like, oh, I got an idea and it's going to work. No, it, it the marketplace tends to reject bad ideas and bad preparation. Mm-hmm. And those are great questions to actually pose. I really like those. You know, um, do the market research piece of it. What's your unique value proposition? All that good stuff that you mentioned. It, it really takes some time in the forefront, but it pays off later on. Absolutely. And it just gets you more prepared because I've done businesses where, I was going to staff it. It was a service company. And then I realized the person that I needed had to have like special training by all these manufacturers. So I thought it was going to be something really easy. And then I realized I was going to need to find like a one-eyed leprechaun. And so it looked great. And, but thankfully when I did my homework on it, I was like, wow, that I, I didn't realize you need to have all those certifications for all these manufacturers. So something that looked really simple to me and that mm-hmm. I could have started that I'd have been, you know, really trouble. Another thing is I had a very successful business in one city, tried to move it to another city, but the demographics weren't quite the same. And guess what? If, if the household income is $20,000 less in one area than another, it's it's apples and oranges. So I, I do like doing a little bit of due diligence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I like your approach to it. You really have to put the work in to be able to see if it's going to thrive later on initially. Um, Tell us about some of the habits that you've had to put in place over the last um, few years. I think a couple, you need to learn how to communicate in entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I'd say your ability to sell and then that's not talking people into things that they don't want to buy or talking people. And it's not, you know, manipulation, but the ability to share ideas in such a way that people want to either buy from you or join you and work with you. Mm-hmm. That's just critical. So I'm always working. I'm still working on my communication skills and that's selling and persuasion and all casting a vision. I think you got to be very, you got to know what it is that you do better than anybody in your company. 
and you need to stay in that sweet spot and it needs to be growth oriented. You can get a lot of people to manage companies. You shouldn't be managing your company. Okay. There's managers or should be about 60 cents on a dollar at a minimum to what you're worth. So I, I think sometimes we find ourselves doing a lot of things that we probably shouldn't be doing. And we need to, as this, you know, founder of the company, always be looking at how do I grow this business? Not the maintaining part. You, you know, that's managers to do that, set standards for that, demand systems for that, but you need to stay that vision oriented. And that's why I keep starting businesses. They're really lines of profit in existing companies a lot of time, but I don't, just because I have a business that's working today doesn't mean what I'm selling today is going to be wanted five years from now. So I got to constantly keep adapting and keep listening to what my customers want. And, you know, Steve Jobs said, you got to be able to see around corners. And I think that's so true in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs, also one of good quote from his is he hires smart people so that he doesn't tell them what to do so they can tell him what to do. And I love those that. managers, yeah, those managers you're talking about, when is it a good time to start thinking about that, right? What's, what's a ballpark? I think you hire the best people you can as fast as you can. I, for the first two years of nearly any company I've ever started, I didn't take any money. I've done right. multiple jobs to be able to bring in smart people to run my companies because they had the expertise that maybe I didn't have. Example, I may have an idea for a business that I know will work. It doesn't mean I understand how to run it in the sense, the expertise of it. I may find that, okay, I think a laundromat's a great business per se. I'm just throwing an example out there. doesn't mean I have any idea how to run one. I'd probably want to, what I would do is I would go into some laundromats, meet whoever's running them, find the sharpest Mm -hmm. one I can, offer them more money than what that person's getting paid and bring them with me. Mm-hmm. Just think about how I, how I just bought knowledge. Mm-hmm. I go, this person has been running a laundromat for five years. They're paying them a certain amount. I think they're really sharp. And I say, hey, why don't you join me after five years? If we get to a certain point, I'll give you equity in my company. You know, you gotta, you can leverage so many ways of leveraging to advance your, you know, your startup idea. That means getting it launched and or grow your business. So I'm always looking for really smart people with great capacity. Yeah, do it as soon as you can within the early as early as possible to get the great talent in the door. Best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah. <laughs> Second best time was 20 years ago. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So tell us about your morning routine. How do you get up, dress up, and show up? Okay. First thing is, is that we all get up early. I'm not saying you got to get up at four o'clock in the morning, because I feel like if you're getting up at four o'clock in the morning, you probably live on the West Coast and it's throwing your, you know, I've always found (laughs) they're the only ones that are getting up at like four, um, because it's like (laughs) seven o'clock Eastern time and maybe their clients are on the East Coast. But I think you do get up earlier than most people. Mm-hmm. Just as a general rule. Now, again, if your schedule doesn't allow that just because the way it lays out, I'm just saying that when you get up, there's certain things that successful people do. They get up and they don't start typically looking on their phone and get all mm-hmm. distracted. They don't get on their emails. I mean, I don't. I All the problems that are on my phone or in my email, they're going to be sitting there an hour from now. Right. So I'm just selfish. I think the biggest thing is I'm selfish with that first hour. You know, I want to get up. I want to exercise. I want to journal. I want to review my blueprint for the day and for the week. What is the main thing today? Where do I got to really be on? How does my week lay out? Again, you know, I I like journaling. I like to kind of write my goals down every day and what I'm going to do today and this week to get those done. I like to exercise, you know, eat every day. Might as well exercise every day. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I'm ready to, you know, take the world on. So I, I, they're my, my critical things of, you know, exercise journal, blueprint my day. I typically blueprint my day the day before, if I may be frank, typically the end of the day before I blueprint it. And then I look at it, you know, first thing in the morning and kind of strategically, okay, this is where I really need to be on. This is where I need my energy today, or this is going to be a little bit tougher. I need to prep for this or something like that. Yeah, the, I hear that quite often. The morning routine does start the night before. It does. That blueprint. What kind of um, strategy planning are you doing with the blueprint piece of it? Because I, I find that intriguing. Yeah, I think everybody has their own thing. I can't use an app or anything like that. Okay, I'm an older person. I like to write things down. I use five by seven note cards. So this is my system. And that way I can literally bring them anywhere I go. I can put them on my desk when I'm working. I put it on my car seat. I can put it on my counter. So I have one that I do on Sunday and it's the week ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's everything that I've got to get done in the next seven days. And if I don't get it done, there's a, there's a consequence. I disappointed a partner. I didn't pay something I should have. I didn't, whatever it is, I have one note card this week. Boom. That's my Sunday. Then I take that and I put it into what days of the week I'm going to do that. So each day of the week, we'll also have a note card Monday at the top. I'll write, you know, typically I don't do more than six things at this point, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I write down the main things that I'm doing and I draw a line and I also write and it's mirrors my Google calendar. I do have a Google calendar, but I like to see it in my calendar. Yeah. It's, it's closed up in my phone. I like seeing, okay, at 10 o'clock, 1130, two, four. I like seeing that all throughout the day. Number one, I find that I don't ever forget. And my brain is just becomes more alert. So that's what I have every day. Then at the end of the day, I take that. I look at my, what I got to do for the week. And I start the next day. Something carries over. So I'm all, I'm walking around. I've got my day plan. That note card's going with me all day long. This week is sitting in my, where I journal and where I read. And so they're the two that I found that that's my formula. It's old school. I tell you what, very few things get by me. Yeah. And I, the Thomas Anderson also says that never go to sleep without giving the subconscious something to work on for you. Oh, you are a quote. You're amazing with your quotes. I'm a quote addict, but I'm humbled. <laughs> you, you've done Steve Jobs, Thomas Edison, and Napoleon Not Hill effort, effort, effortlessly. Classic, classic. So this is why, because it's that starts the night before. The morning routine starts the night before. You doing that blueprint the night before is literally preparing your mind for the next day. So when you get up, you don't experience decision fatigue. You know what you yeah. got to do. And you're so right. Your subconscious mind. And there's many times I just give it the problem the night before. I, I'd be like, you know, this is kind of what I'm thinking about and just let it go. And I, and I do like visualization. I don't I don't meditate. I fall asleep. To me, I like my mm-hmm. mind being active. So I'm kind of Tony Robbins thinks that way too. But I do like to take like three minutes and vis- I, I don't do a lot of, I only visualize the one main goal I'm trying to achieve this year. Like, I don't try to confuse and try to bounce around with seven different things. I visualize the one thing that is so absolutely critically important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. So tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? You can find me at SeanCastrina.com as well as Instagram. So any of those would be the easiest way to find me. So, you know, if you go to my site, SeanCastrina.com, you can get a free book. 
And obviously, if you see, you know, go on Instagram, we're always posting stuff that can help you. And watch the 10 Minute Entrepreneur podcast, listen to it. It's, you know, a great podcast if you want to learn something in just a few minutes. Yeah, awesome. Sean, thank you so much for sharing with us. I really love your tips, the question on how to get a business plan going. It's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Great. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest. Have a great day. Absolutely. All right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the best morning routine ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.